Yo, what's good with you? This is Nia Queen, and I'm back for another episode. I have a very special guest with me today. Are you talking about me? <laughs> Darius Carter, aka DC, black male therapist, That's mental right. health professional. That's right. And also one half of Just a Dope Apps podcast. That is correct. And I'm really excited to have you here today. I really am. I, I really am. This is going to be a treat for me. It's going to be a treat for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, is it a good treat or a bad treat? Good. Good. Okay. Good, I just want to make good, sure. Good. But tell tell the people uh, about yourself a little bit. What would you like me to tell the folks? Uh, what do you do and what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> what I like to do for fun? <laughs> We're doing... Uh, Social work outbreak, uh, icebreakers right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. For those of you that don't know how this works, normally within our field, we have icebreakers to get everybody comfortable before we start having treatment meetings and whatnot. Um, so my name is Darius Xavier Carter, um, <laughs> also, known as, <laughs> also known as King Carter uh, on Instagram. Um, one half of Just a Dope Ass Podcast. We are also another network that's here on the Good News Radio Network on Mondays and Saturdays. Um you can also find our Instagram, just a dope ass podcast. Look at there and you can find our content on there. I'm sure you will thoroughly enjoy it. Shameless plug. It is what it is, but check it out <laughs> and enjoy it. What I do. I am a, I am a therapist. Um, I'm transitioning into the aspect of being uh, a full-time therapist on my own. So I'm going through the aspects of building my clientele and creating my websites and all this other stuff to focus predominantly on therapy um, there's so many different aspects and avenues that I want to approach in therapy. If you really want to understand all that, you can ask me and DM me. I don't know what you feel like talking about on your show. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get all into that because yeah. we got stuff we got to talk about. But I, I am predominantly now a, a therapist for uh, for the people, just in case y'all was wondering. We, we need it. So that's the service that I want to provide. What I like to do for fun. <laughs> um, golly. <laughs> It's kind of hard to, I mean, I love long walks on the beach. Um, just letting the sand just get in between my toes. It's just so wonderful. No, I, um, to be honest, I'm focused on so many things right now. What I like to do for fun, I I fluctuate on the spectrum of, of anything. Like I'm down for anything. It just depends on my mood mm-hmm. from, a, you know, from a mental health standpoint. You can love a lot of things, but if you're not in the mood to do it, you're not going to do it. Right. Of yeah. course, here in California, because, you know, traffic and all these other things, time permitting, permitting that plays a role in it, too. But I think like to think I'm pretty versatile. Like I enjoy a multitude of things. I'm going to work out. That's just part of my routine to keep my mental health and my self-care together. I've always known how to cook and enjoyed cooking. Cause yeah, that's, I see you be cooking. I see you, no, I thing, see you no, be cooking. No, I'm going to try some. And well, you know, I got to eat. <laughs> I ain't the smallest individual in the world. I ain't get this size from starving myself. So this, I mean, cooking is a basic survival to need for me. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad I just learned how to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's another conversation. Um, I I enjoy a multitude of things. If you want to get specific, you got to ask. You no, 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 no. That's that's good. That's okay. good. But yeah, I, I like seeing black males in the mental health field. Like that just excites me because you know at my job it's just all women. It's just all women all the time. And I'm just like, you know, we would really benefit if we had some black males on the staff or males in general, like in the mental health um, field or as therapists. So I really, you know, I like your your content on your page. And I mean, I know your podcast is more like 
fun. You don't really talk about that kind of stuff, but I do appreciate the the content that you put out. And also too, you've helped me in my work like tremendously with working with black males. And I just want to shout you out for that. Cause it actually, the advice you gave me, like it's been working and I've really been connecting with that client. So yeah, I just want to shout you out for that. I appreciate that. I just that. want to shout you out for that. Cause I that really, that it really helped me. Um, so now we're going to get into hate to see it. And DC actually gave me this topic, <laughs> but it's it's kind of sad though. I don't like when people are mean to little kids, but anyway. Um, so Samarian Humphrey was forced to drink urine by his classmates, and the mom is now what is she filing a lawsuit or is she like filing a complaint with the city or like the school or something she's, like that? She's filed multiple complaints for bullying for a while now. And I think now because it's been swept under the rug so much or then they haven't done anything about it, she's seeking more legal counsel to figure out how mm-hmm. to go forward um, just to get something done. Because it's like I've been complaining that this situation has been going on for a while now and nothing is being done. Nobody's really addressing it. You guys are kind of shoo-shooing in a way right. like it's not that big a deal, which it's Plano, Texas. <laughs> Come on, people. Like, if it was Houston or Dallas, okay, you'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, it would probably get addressed a little bit better. But if you're in, like, Irving or Austin or Plano or, you know, yeah. certain certain areas of Texas that are not exactly culturally forward, yeah, you know certain things are just not going to get the same amount of attention. Right, they as they, I won't say yeah. they don't care. They're just not going to approach it the same, with the same amount of zeal that you would like them to. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's some beat down the block. Oh boy. yeah, I'm like, what is that? It's an yeah, earthquake or something? Nah, ain't no earthquake. <laughs> base. Um, yeah. So it's been happening on social media too. Like the bullying was happening on social media too, and then he went to a sleepover and they forced him to drink urine, like and recorded I, it. What? Yeah, they. they oh that's partly gosh. like the boys were recording it at the time. They showed like, the. I don't. I feel so bad for it, like the generation that like started off with social media, like, cause I mean, when I was younger, social media, it, it kind of started, but we wasn't really on it. Right. But now it's just like, these kids are have like having Instagrams in elementary school and, you know, they see all these things, they get bullied. And it's just like, I don't want to say they're, I don't want to say they're a little softer than us, but they are. Okay. I'm going to okay. say it. I, I mean, <laughs> you, you don't have to say it. This is your platform. Right. I'm going to say it. They are, but they, they are progressive in some ways that we were not, but right. they're also way more sensitive than we were. And that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. It kind of right. depends on the situation. But like you're saying, a lot of them are having social medias early or being exposed to social media early. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be. That's kind of their parents right. doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, their society has been exposed to it a lot. Even a lot of kids, like if you want them to watch certain kids shows on YouTube, that's somebody else's social media platform. Right. So it's it has a catch 22 to it. I mean, the good thing is, say within this instance. I'm telling people that I've been bullied. I'm telling people that my child is being bullied and nobody's really taking it seriously or believing in it. But because we stay in the social media era and these kids have a habit of recording everything, you just gave me the evidence that I need. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's not a it, it, it's a duality in right, everything. Yeah, it's a positive yeah. and negative. So right. it, it kind of depends on how you want to approach it. Yeah. And I actually saw like not too long ago, like a statistics about um, 
like black children being like having the highest suicide rate. Yes. Like than other children. Black children is predominantly black men in general have a, a really high suicide rate that doesn't really get it doesn't get broadcast enough. Now there's a lot of reasons for that mm-hmm. and it depends on which approach you have. I try to be like in the middle on everything to try to be understanding. Um, clearly I may be a little bit more pro right. in some areas, yeah. Yeah. but I still, because of my, my tutelage and my personality and my position as a, a mental health professional, I try to be understanding. My choice doesn't mean that I have to think emotionally with my choice i can still be understanding of the spectrum so there's a multitude of reasons as to why people may or may not but that's That's extra information that you have to figure out (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not a i'm not a get sad person yeah to be honest and i don't i don't think that um, these instances are they're they're heinous and they're they shouldn't have to happen of right. course right somebody shouldn't have to go through them um people shouldn't get bullied like but if we live in a perfect world there's a lot of things that shouldn't happen that if they didn't it actually would stop a lot of things from progressing mm. they're a necessary yeah. evil in some in some capacity so mm-hmm. when it comes to bullying not saying that bullying is going to contribute to a positive interaction at some point but it does help this in this individual in their personal journey if they're utilized the right way and given the right resources and supported in the right manners, it can right. help them understand something about themselves that they may have been ignoring. So so would you say that the mother of Samarion wasn't giving him the right kind of support? Um, I won't say she wasn't giving him the right kind of support because I don't know them as a family. Okay. I don't know them personally as a family. Clearly, she was trying to support her child because I've been complaining that my son has been telling me something. I believed him, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to support him throughout this entire ordeal. I will say, however, though, there are different ways you can support him. I don't know if she's in teaching him how to empower himself. Mm. I don't know if she's teaching him how to defend himself. I don't know if she's looking at his experiences through a certain lens of either protecting or hiding or whatever the case is. Cause in my opinion, if you've been getting bullied by these kids at your school online and in person, I'm not letting you go to a sleepover with any kids from your school. It's right. just not going to yeah, happen. That doesn't make sense. Clearly you're not Mr. Popular at school. So right. I don't think I'm going to, somebody's going to randomly invite you to a party and that's going to be a wonderful thing. That's going to be a turning stone for you. Nah, if I do, I want to, who house you going to? I want to meet the parents. I'm dropping you off. I'm talking to people. I want to see faces. Just in case something like this happens, I know who door to go knock on or who face to knock in. One (laughs) of the two. I I want to know. I want to understand it. So I don't know if she did those things or not. I can only assume that maybe she didn't Mm -hmm. and she wasn't reading the room properly. So in that aspect, does she support him properly? No. But does that mean that she's not giving him support? No. She just may not be informed on what proper support looks like in certain situations because being bullied is a trauma. right? Right. Yeah. She may not be informed on how to support people through their traumas. Mm. And I can't hold you accountable for something you don't understand. But that doesn't mean that I can't help you learn how to be accountable for what you can do better in the future. Mm. Mm. Well, that was a good segue to supporting people in their trauma and their mental health. Because that's what this episode is about. And let's keep it real. I wanted to focus on friendships, but 
also like supporting your friends who struggle with their mental health. Um, if you watched the last episode, it was about these two friends who started this app called you good to check in with one another, um, and their mental health. So I just want to expand on that a little bit more because I feel like I've had an interesting experience with trying to support my friends who struggle with mental health and, I've learned a lot, I'll say. I've learned a lot because, I mean, somebody told me the other day that Virgos are controlling and, you know, I, I have to agree with that to, to a, a little bit, a little bit. But Why why do you agree or subscribe to that narrative? Um, Well, I was just thinking about myself mm-hmm. and how sometimes I try to control my friends. But is that a Virgo thing or is that a I need to learn thing or is that a personal attribute? Um. It might be all of those things. It, it could might be. be all of those things. I ask that because especially within especially within the world of black folk, we like subscribing to these overarching narratives mm-hmm. and subscribing to these pseudo identities. Just because it's cool. So like I'm a Virgo, so you know, I like to is that really who you are or is that a cop out? Is it giving you an excuse to be a certain right. way because you don't want to be accountable right. for actually controlling this aspect mm-hmm. of you? I saying I'm a Virgo, so I'm controlling, that doesn't challenge you to make it better and stop being controlling. Right. That, that gives you a coddling to continue being the way you right. want to be. So when somebody says, you know, you have a tendency to control your friends, but why is that? Right. Maybe you're not trying to control them. Maybe you're trying to help them and they In don't... my eyes, yeah. Right. In my eyes, I'm trying to help them. But also I've had to apologize to my friends for doing that because right. it has caused, you know, conflict to the point where we're not talking for months and months and months. And now that I look back on it, it's like, okay, people have to make their own decisions for themselves. Like right. I can't. You know, I can't get mad if they don't take my advice. Right. And so being a therapist or even before I was a therapist, when I was in grad school and I was learning about mental health and depression and what you can do and this coping skill and this coping skill. I had somebody very close to me who had like severe depression and I would try to like tell them, oh, you should do this. You should do this to the point where she would just avoid me. Right. Because she didn't even she don't want to hear anything I'm saying. She just wants a friend. Literally to listen to her. But that's what a friend does. What? A friend is going to tell you or support you. So going back to the aspect of the mom and how she supported Sumerian. Right. Sometimes support can be a hug. Sometimes support can be helping you plan out what you need to do going forward. Sometimes help can be the manner of advice. Mm -hmm. The issue with, I think, a lot of us today or those of us that aren't in the field and don't really see it in that manner is... Mm -hmm. We want it how we want it, as opposed to understanding that all of it can contribute to our betterment. I'm not comfortable with you telling me how I can make the situation better. Although you are qualified to tell me how I can make it better, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I want a hug. That's great. I can give you a hug, but I still, as your friend, can support you in telling you, here's your hug. Here's the thing that feels comfortable. Now, here's also something that you can do. I'm actually giving you more than what you're requesting. But right. because it's not the way that you want it, you're like, <laughs> I'm shying. You're, you're retreating. Right. You're choosing to hurt yourself even further mm-hmm. because you're not being receptive to all these different ways that can help you progress in the manner mm-hmm. of, of self-betterment. It's actually thinking from a space of lack. 
from a more spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also something that a lot of people do when they're in a mental or emotional crisis. I'm thinking from a low vibrating point of view, which right. is going to keep me from understanding how everything contributes to a higher vibration if I'm just willing to allow it. So how do you handle your friendships? How do you navigate your friendships and when somebody close to you is going through <laughs> Not a mental health crisis, but like you, you got that they in my think head. They, but... they think they're going through something. Right, yeah. Right. Um, not to demean or disregard or down talk their experience, but mm-hmm. to them, I'm having a crisis. It's like, all right. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't have one set approach because okay. everybody's different. Right. Luckily, um, just from my personality and having the tools of learning in this field, I figured out how to have multiple approaches so mm-hmm. I don't have to be one dimensional. Um, I know that's difficult for a lot of people that may be watching that don't kind of understand how to do that. So what I will say, which is kind of like a, a cliche thing that we say in our field, meet people where they are. Right. Yeah. I always tell people, if you don't know, you don't understand, ask questions. So if you're having some sort of a crisis, ask somebody, be comfortable. What do you need? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you, it may seem sound kind of cold from the way I'm asking it, but it's like, what are you seeking from me right now? What is it that you're coming to me to get? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Tell me what you want first, and then we can go from there. Right. If you right. need a hug, tell me you need a hug. All right, you got the hug. Right. That's what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what? Right. Yeah. Just keep asking questions. And sometimes, even in therapy, we know this, I'm really just asking you questions to guide you to where I already know you should be. Right, yeah. It's kind of the yeah. same concept. Let me ask questions so you can pave your own path to arrive somewhere that I already know that you're going to arrive at. Mm-hmm. Some people, they don't want to, you know, the, the, the proverbial, you'll be all right. I know that you're going to be all right because I'm not going through it. You don't understand that you're going to be all right. But me telling you that you're going to be all right is not comforting to you. So Mm -hmm. you don't want that. So how can I help you understand that you're going to be all right? Not telling you that you're going to be all right, but helping you understand that Mm. you're going to be all right. Okay. It's a different approach. Yeah, that's different. That's different because I would be like, I would be the person be like, it's going to be fine. Like, it's okay. Just do this, this, and this, and then you'll be fine. And I had to realize, like, nah, that's not going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. You may be a better friend than me because sometimes, depending on a friend, I'm like, you're going to die. Oh. You're going to die. This is the worst thing ever. You're going to die tonight. (laughs) Just marinate on And then talk to them the next day be like, oh, you didn't die? Well, damn, we got a whole nother situation and we can approach this differently. We already beat expectation. I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing it comedically, right. but I'm yeah. taking you from one extreme to another extreme to help you understand that you're really in the middle. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, it depends on the dynamic of the friendship, to be honest. Some people I can get away with that with. Some people I know that you can't handle it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, although it may not be my preference and coddling and walking on eggshells, I may have to do that in a manner to get you to where I need you to be so where you can really receive the information right. I want you to receive. So for you, has it ever been like on the flip side where people are coming to you a lot because they know that you have this knowledge in mental health? Because I get that too sometimes. And I'm just like, y'all can't just be asking me mental health questions all the time. Y'all got to pay. <laughs> like, I have a practice like y'all can support, you know, Fashion Nova and buy, you know, lingerie and all this other stuff. You can support and buy some therapy sessions. I'm conflict of interest. Technically, I can't because I'm your friend. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, We're not even supposed to be given 
Yeah, we're not supposed to give our friends therapy. No, I'm not supposed to give my friends therapy, but I can give my friends coaching, which I also offer. So if you want to, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, on on a more serious note, um, it's not a matter of me trying to to give somebody something. I think I've always just been me. Mm-hmm. Um, long before, I think. I can think back even as far as like elementary school. I have friends in the neighborhood that they'd come over and chill and talk to me whenever they were going through something or whenever they had something on their mind or if they just wanted to have conversation. Having that ability is what led to me ultimately deciding like this is part of my gift. Let me choose this because mm. I didn't choose mental health initially. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a you know computer programmer. I wanted to make video games. I wanted to do be a professional athlete. I wanted to do all these different things that did not resonate with what my personal skill set was. Mm. And once I started to really embrace my abilities and really focus on a purpose as opposed to a pleasure, I started to figure out. Hey, I can really do this. Right. And then I started figuring out, oh, there's a need for this, especially mm-hmm. now the decisions that I made in the past to start transitioning me into the field of mental health. We look at this space now and it's something that's being talked about mm-hmm. within the black community finally. So I'm actually arriving at the perfect time because I focused on a purpose at some point. Right. Um, people have always come to me. People will always come to me and people may not come to me. I, it's, it can be um, it can be an attractant and a deterrent all at the same time. It just depends on, I can't control what somebody else needs. So it depends on what that person needs, what they want and what their, even though I hate this word, what their intention is when Mm. they approach me. And I just embrace it for what it is. Mm. You may approach me because if I take it as a compliment sometimes, if you approach me and you want to learn about these aspects, that means you, you value my insight or you feel comfortable enough with me. You may not feel comfortable with my approach all the time, but you feel comfortable bringing this vulnerability to me, which I appreciate and I respect. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get that it is kind of a compliment, but at the same time, sometimes I feel like I don't want to say I have to take a break from people, But <laughs> boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Like just because I'm good, just because I'm good at baking pastries doesn't mean I want to make some for your entire party. Exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes it just gets overwhelming right. because I'm dealing with my clients who I actually need to help. Like this is my job. And then people calling me all the time. Well, Nia, this situation happened with me and my friend. Like, da 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 da, Nia. And I'm just like, okay, so this is too much. Look at it this way. Go go back to when you said, how do I approach it? And I said, asking them questions. That's how you can draw a boundary as well. Okay. So if you're calling me, hey, this happened with my, you're calling me. What are you trying to get right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you sound like something's going on. Are you calling me because you just want to vent? Are you calling me because you just wanted to emotionally unload on me and you think that I can shoulder the burden? Right. Are you calling me because you're seeking a solution and you're trying to figure out, like, what is it that you're looking for in contacting me with this situation? Mm -hmm. So I know how to either draw a boundary, which I'm going to do regardless, or proceed further, which Mm -hmm. also requires a boundary. So, hey, my friend is, okay, hold up, hold up. Before we get into this, one, hi, how are you? Yeah. How's it going? Like I'm doing fine. Like, I'll, I'll do exactly. that to be. I'll do that to be an asshole sometimes. Like somebody just start vomiting, and I'm like, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? Just to remind you, like, hey, I'm an individual just like you. I'm a human right. just like you. Your your needs and your wants. It's not even really a need to be honest. It's more of a want, selfishly. But whatever. Your wants don't supersede mine. 
Your mm. time isn't more important than mine. Right. Your time is important to you. Mm-hmm. Your time means absolutely nothing to me because my time is more important. Not disrespectfully, but if you're going to impose on my time, at least, you know, put a little sugar on butter it. Butter me up. Like. Yeah, like butter my biscuit a little bit, baby. Goddamn, <laughs> put some jelly on this thing. Like, don't just, just come in here and just start chomping away cookie monster status. Like, prepare right. the table first if you're right. going to sit down here and eat with me. Right. Um, but asking the questions helps you understand how you're going to draw the boundaries, whether it's going to be a hard line or a soft one, whether we're cutting this short here, or whether we're going to progress forward and how we're going to do it. Like, ask those questions and also give them the opportunity to be reminded that, hey, just because I do this doesn't mean that I am your personal punching bag for you to do this all the time, right. especially for free. <laughs> Unless you're going to put in yeah. on these student loans or something. Right, baby. Like, exactly, because I got a lot of that. Yeah, you're going to pay on these student loans. like You you make a monthly payment on these student loans, baby. You can call me 24-7. Right. I answer yeah. text messages. But if that's not the case, be respectful of my boundary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to be respectful of yours as well. I guess it's just, for some reason, it's just hard for me to set boundaries when it comes to that. Because, like, I will rather, like, just ignore calls than just to say, like, I can't listen to your problems today. And that's, I, I guess that's something that I got to work on. Because, yes. yeah, like, I feel, I feel guilty sometimes that I'm, like, avoiding certain friends because I know that they're going to talk about something that's, you know, mentally taxing on me. Have you had a conversation with that with them about that before? Mm. No, you don't. You don't have to. Uh, uh, clearly, you haven't. Um, yeah. Where did you recognize you started to do that? You're aware of it now, but right. where, as far back as you can remember, where's the the latest you can or the the earliest that you can remember that you were having this avoidant behavior? Um, probably during the pandemic, like more people started calling me okay, and just my close friends that I talked to on a regular basis. Um, some of them would just always just talk about negative things or, you know, talk about sad things or just talk. They're talking about their life. They're venting to me. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I can't handle all that baggage and negative stuff when I got to deal with my job and I'm listening to, horror stories that happen to children 24 seconds. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, sometimes I see the phone ringing and I I don't answer because I'm just like, I already know that they're going to say something negative or they're going to talk about. And I know, and and that's why I feel guilty because I know that they have, you know, they're diagnosed with, with some type of mental illness. So I feel guilty because I'm just like, well, they do need somebody to support them. But at the same time, I can't handle that. You need somebody to support you, but it doesn't have to be me. And it doesn't have to be me all the time. Mm. Part of something that we teach people in therapy is I'm seeing you once a week, once every other week. I'm not seeing you every day. You have to maintain and self soothe when you're not with me, you have to self-regulate when I'm not available. How are you doing that? If you Mm -hmm. don't know how I'm helping you understand how, but I'm not here to solve your problems. Mm -hmm. I'm just a safe space, which is great. I appreciate you thinking that I'm a safe space, but you have to be with you Mm -hmm. more times than you have to be with me. So what are you doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. That's something that you kind of have to have them understand one. Um, Two, for your own personal situation, why do you view it as they're always having something negative to say? Why do I view it as? Yes. Well, 
when they vent to me, they're talking about their life, but they don't share any good things that's going on in their life. Maybe, I don't know if they're not seeing the good things, but it's just, I don't want to hear negative stuff all the time, especially when I, so I work with little kids, right? I got to be bubbly all the time. They don't. But okay, I understand. I get what you're saying, but it help it helps when I'm bubbly all the time with the kids. So even when they're telling me stuff that's right. sad, that's you know devastating, I still try to keep a positive attitude and trying to keep that up. And then when I talk to my friends, I just want to be normal. You know, I mean, you can do the same thing with your kid with the kids as you do with your clients, but. The reason why I said no, you don't, is because you can take the same approach with both. So, when you're talking to your friend and they're catastrophizing everything, it's so terrible. It's great. (laughs) One technique that we use within therapy, you reframe, correct? Mm -hmm. If they're not telling you the positive, you can ask them certain questions that help them bring out the positive, correct? Mm. That's true. You're giving me the power of the conversation because you're coming to me and you're already, this is say there's a hierarchy. You're approaching me as if I have this position over you and I can better understand things than you can in Mm -hmm. this moment, which is great because you're coming to me in that manner. That means that I have the ability to control the conversation. Mm -hmm. So the conversation, since the ball is in my court, it's going to seem negative because you as the controller are viewing it negative as opposed to reframing or reshaping it to a positive conversation. So your perspective is actually keeping it in a catastrophe situation. Right, yeah. They have in yeah. mental health or not, they're not in a position at this very moment to understand the positive component, which is why they're coming to you in the first place. Mm. It's your job to help them understand that. But if you're not emotionally resonating with there is a positive here, it's going to stay negative. Right. So you're putting pressure. They put their pressure on you. You're putting the pressure on the situation, not realizing that this doesn't have to be a pressure and it doesn't have to pressure me at all. This is your situation. Right. It's absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. Exactly. I'm putting my personal feelings into this as well. Mm-hmm. So it's two insecurities meeting to have a solution based conversation, which is not. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So somebody within this negative and negative, there has to be a positive. Right. Why can't I come in as the positive? Wow. Okay. Wow. You're just teaching me today because I'm I'm looking at my my questions and I'm like you're you're already answering them before I could before I could ask them. But so does that mean that I shouldn't? So basically, what you're saying is I need to approach the conversation differently, and then that way I won't feel guilty for like ignoring their calls. To a degree. So when you have these conversations. Not to say that you have to be methodical at everything that you do, but if you know that this person is going to approach you in a certain dynamic, um, what is it that you look to get out of these conversations? I just want to help them. Okay. In your personal life, in your job, that's what you got into this field for. Right. Yeah. But naturally, even before I started therapy, like I will always help my friends. Like I always wanted to help. For some reason. So focus on helping. If you want, reframe it for yourself before the conversation even starts. Mm -hmm. This is extra experience for you to learn how to better your craft. Mm -hmm. 
this is extra experience for you to learn how to. You're going to have clients that's going to be the same way at some point. Right, yeah, You're that's dealing true. with kids I now. Already, uh, yeah, I already had clients yeah, like you're that. You're going to have clients <laughs> yeah. as adults that's going to call you and text your phone and all this other stuff because it's a crisis and I need to talk to you. But I've already talked to you on your treatment plan. When I'm not with you at this time, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. If you're calling me, if I respond every single time you're having a crisis or I ignore you because I'm having some countertransference, I'm just, uh, I'm tired of this person mm-hmm. that doesn't help the situation. What do I actually do mm-hmm. as a professional? What I do is I already set up the situation to help you understand what to do for yourself. I'm drawing the boundary because we've already had this conversation. You know, my business hours are between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you, it. You have to it's the, It goes back to the boundaries. It goes right. back to the boundaries. You have to be on cold all the time, unfortunately. Um, but you get to a certain aspect where in your craft, in the field, you're thinking, which a lot of us as black folks think we have to do because we have to code switch most of our lives. So mm-hmm. you think that this professional me and this personal me are completely different when they don't have to be. My approach in therapy could really just be me being me. Right. And it's able to help you. Like I don't have the professional. I come to my sessions like this. Well, without the sunglasses, of course, <laughs> but I'll come to a session, grill all in my mouth, the whole nine yards, because that's me. You're coming to hear my words and to help you problem solve. It had nothing to do with my appearance. Mm. Daishiki on it. Oh, it doesn't matter. This is me. Right. And part of how I look is why you're coming to me and it makes you feel comfortable, which I also understand, mm-hmm. but I don't have to conform to the confines of the situation. I can make this situation conform to my ability and my needs. Mm which makes me more comfortable, which helps me enjoy what I'm doing as opposed to looking at this as a task. Yeah. So be yourself. Yeah. Be, yeah. Be wow. These, these uh, episodes really be my therapy sessions, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know because all these problems are mostly like stuff that yeah, I'm it's, dealing it's with. Stuff that's really going to happen. Yeah. She, but, this is her therapy session. She's going to get the bill afterwards. Oh, She's going to cash at me. <laughs> okay. I'll send y'all a notification. Y'all can see it on so. It's my sessions. Okay. Um, so my last question is like, how can you tell if your friend is going through something? Like, cause you know, a lot of people who go through depression or any type of mental health issue, they're not very vocal about it all right. the time. Right. So what's some ways you can tell that, you know, your friend might be going through something that's a little more serious than, you know, regular drama or a regular, um, a bad day, basically. Um, there's so many different ways that I want to and can answer this. Cause like I said, I'm a spectrum person. So from one to 10 on a spectrum, there's different ways that I can approach it. What I will say is why do you have to recognize it? Mm, well, I, the reason why I brought that question up is because, I had a close friend who went through depression and I didn't know until like later on. Right. But we had been close like for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, like she just wouldn't answer my calls or she wouldn't like hang out with me as much. She would like always cancel. Um, And in my head, I'm thinking at that time, I was kind of taking it personal, you know? I was kind of taking it personal because I'm thinking, what did I do? Like, why is she changing like this? And, you know, I kind of 
I'm not gonna lie, like I kind of got mad because I'm thinking like I've always been a good friend to her. I don't understand like why triggered. Right. <laughs> I mean, as I you know, once I found out what that she was actually diagnosed with depression and was like on medication and everything, I was like, oh, okay. So me taking it personal, like literally, had nothing to do with me. It was everything to do with her. But and not it everybody. About you. Yeah, exactly. It ain't about you. But not everybody recognizes that. You know, not everybody knows that it's not about them. Some people will automatically take it personally. Most people don't recognize that it's not about them because we live in a selfish, egotistical society, especially here in America. So everybody thinks everything is about them. Mm -hmm. It's never about you. Somebody else's life and their journey has absolutely nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of your ego, you can see it cuz you said she stopped hanging out with me as much. She didn't talk to me as much. She's already distancing herself. Instead of you saying like, "Yo," like I said earlier, ask questions. "Yo, you good? You ain't been around as much. You've been kind of distancing yourself. Is there an issue? Like, are you okay? Is there something going on or did I do something?" If you would have noticed just those two things that are already present, you don't have to notice it. You don't have to see certain particular signs that have a particular ability. I'm just recognizing this is a constant and the constant changes. Let me address the change that happened. Oh, okay. Okay. This, 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 I'm just nothing right, spectacular. Yeah. There's nothing fancy about it. it. Yeah. I don't have to. These are the particular signs of noticing depression. Like, no, it doesn't have to be that. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm your partner. I'm kicking it with you on a regular basis. And then it's been two weeks and you ain't even really. Hold on, chill. Right. Something yeah. ain't right. You good? Let me come to you. And like I said earlier, ask questions. Mm -hmm. What's going on? But because for whatever reason, you have your own struggles with whatever that cause your ego to flare up. Mm -hmm. You're like, I done been a good ass friend to this bitch and she ain't gonna return nothing. What did I do to her? I ain't <laughs> never did nobody. It, it, it don't have to be nothing right. like that. Yeah. But that's something that you have to figure out on your personal journey. That still has nothing to do with her. Right. Yeah. You had an internal struggle with right. yourself and it caused you to put the blinders on to what was going on. Right. Yeah. Them. I missed it. I missed right. it. Right. So I, I, that's another way that I'll say approach it is in general, just ask questions. That's something that we got to get better at within mm -hmm. the black community because we don't ask questions. Right. We yeah. just accept things for, for being what they are or they ain't none of my business. So I ain't going, which is right. in some situations drawing that boundary is good, but in some situations it's okay to ask. We don't create a safe enough space for people to really be themselves. Mm -hmm. So asking doesn't seem like a natural thing to do. Right. If it's your kid, you're going to ask cause you like something ain't right with you. Cause it's my child. Right. Or if it's your significant other, you may notice it and you may ask. But just in general, the same the approach applies all in general. You got some folks that's more comfortable like noticing that their dog is doing something different. And you all right, boy? <laughs> What's going on with you? But you won't do that with your best friend. Right. It's the yeah. same situation. If somebody's doing one thing and it shifts, mm -hmm. try to understand. The purpose of asking the questions is to seek an understanding, is to right. seek enlightenment. Why am I seeing this change? Not just for me, but also it may create a safe space for you to tell me what's going on. She ain't have to be diagnosed with depression for you to see the signs. The signs were there. Yeah, so the signs were we there. We were there. We we understand because we know the symptoms, DSM-wise. Right, exactly. The symptoms were there, but because you weren't approaching it with, let me put her first. Mm-hmm. You were approaching it with, let me put me first. Even right. with me approaching you, I'm approaching you for my own gratification. Right. I'm not approaching it for you. Right. So that's something that we got to do is create a safe space for one another, which 
remove the ego. Right. Yo, yo. And also, too, I feel like I was mad because I needed her. Right. Like, I needed her support. I was going through things that I wanted to talk what to her. What about me? Exactly. But when... I'm yeah. dying. But what about me? <laughs> remove the ego. Right, yeah. If, you, if, if both of you can remove the ego, going back to the therapy situation, you have a better ability to remove yours than her. If she is actually suffering through a depression, she doesn't have the ability to as easily remove her ego. Mm. that's why she has a diagnosis we can all be depressed but to be diagnosed with depression that means you are really in a mind state to where you cannot regulate yourself at this moment you can you just didn't so removing the ego you can't I can remove mine and then I can better understand and then I can help you remove yours and then I can actually get the thing that I'm looking for and eventually that's what happened but that took years to happen And, you know, it could have took weeks. Yeah, it, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been way faster than that. But it's a lesson going back to, you know, the drawing the boundaries and taking those calls or whatever and looking at it and reframing it in a different way. You needed to go through that situation because not only does it help you personally within your relationship with that individual, but now as a therapist, you understand how to approach it differently. Right. Yeah. So that personal experience is helping you professionally and so on and so forth. Right. And and one of the good points that you brought up is to meet people where they're at. I think just me personally, I've struggled with, you know, oh, I'm teaching them this. I'm helping them. I'm helping them. Why aren't they taking my advice? But it's just like, that's not that's not up to you. That's nope. on them. That's on them. That's on them. You have to meet them where they're at. A lot of times they teach us in therapy that you can't want the change more than the client. Nope. You can't wait to change more than the client. So it, it's their time. It's, it's it's their responsibility. You can't want it more than them. Nope. And it's the same way with your friends. You might want to help them with their mental health issues or offer support or tell them to go to therapy, but that's ultimately their decision. And all you could do is really meet them where they're at. Right. It's your path. It's your journey. Right. If you want to burn this bitch to the ground, hey, that's your bridge, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to support you in whatever you decide to do. I may not be an accomplice, but I support you. Mm-hmm. But even from a therapy standpoint, it's not my job to teach you anything. I'm just talking with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just helping you problem solve. I'm going to ask questions so I have a better understanding, mm-hmm. but I'm also helping you have a better understanding as well. I'm not teaching you nothing because we went through, say for us, we went through grad school to learn how to be therapists and all the learning comes after the degree. It really does. Yeah. So all really that teaching does. they did in school didn't really teach us. The teaching comes from the actual implementation of what you're doing. Right. So I'm not here to teach you anything because you ain't going to get it. Right. You're not supposed to get it. You get it because this little seed that I planted when you get out there doing what you got to do, you can be like, damn, that reminds me of something. Oh, damn, this is when I can. And you can choose to do it or not. That's right. entirely up to you. I'm not there. If you don't do it, it don't hurt me. Right. If you do do yeah. it, it don't hurt me. And that's what I had to learn. Like, it's not going to hurt me if they don't do it. Like, that's their life. That's They got to find out on their own. And I feel like it's similar to, like, parents do that to their kids all the time. They want to control them. It's like, sometimes the best way to learn is to go through it. Let, yep. them, let them get burnt. Let, let them, the, you know. If I told you once that it's a goddamn fire and you're going to hurt yourself. And you keep trying to touch it, I'm going to let you touch it. Right, because that's the best way to learn. Because me smacking your hand, you just going to look at me like, you keep keeping me from doing all the... We're parallel. Speaking of college, not to like use titles to shame people, but all the... I'm going to frame it because it's your platform. Really nice. <laughs> oh, I'm my God. I'm going to frame this differently. 
all the sexually promiscuous girls in college were the ones that weren't allowed to do anything at home. <laughs> you put boundaries yeah. on something yeah. so much that you keep right. it from being able to actually grow and understand. You're limiting right. it. Right. So when it does get that freedom, it goes all over the place. Right. Yeah. And then it has to learn how to reel itself in as opposed to you setting a boundary. I'm not going to set a regulation. I'm going to set a boundary. This is the yard. You can play within this yard as right. opposed to saying stay in your room. Mm-hmm. One gives you a lot more space to learn and grow. In that yard, I know you're going to trip and fall and scrape yourself. You're going to climb on some stuff, whatever, but it falls within the parameters of what I did. And I'm going to let you learn and I'm mm. going to support you when it happens. As opposed to to keep you from scratching your knee on the, on the curb outside. Stay right. in your room. Right. I'm limiting you way more. So don't put boundaries on something that are unhealthy. Learn how to put boundaries on something based on what it needs as opposed to based on what I'm comfortable with. Mm. Ah, man. Now you got me thinking about my parents. But anyway... (laughs) To come, to y'all can come in here and talk too. No, no, no. She told me that y'all be uh listening stop, to the stop, show. Stop. So y'all can come y'all wanna come talk? I won't come I'm talk. All right. You come talk. Right. No, come no, no, come on, look. This is this Coleman love right here. This, oh this, my god. We all from the same family, which means I'm family with you too. You can come come on down, talk to me. It may be uncomfortable to talk to her. I understand, yeah, but yeah. you can talk. You can talk to me. I don't have no ties in this. We can just have a conversation. You know, I, I can tell you some stuff. All righty. Well, thank you for joining me today. No problem. Like thank every time I talk to you, like I feel like I learn like a whole new thing, a whole new perspective, and that's what I really appreciate about just meeting you. Like I, I really like that. Every time I talk to you, like I learn something new. So I'm happy that I get to have you on my show. And um, I want you to tell the people like where they can follow you and about your show, about your podcast. Um, okay. Well, firstly, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm glad that I'm able to foster some sort of positivity. I'm not just, you know, a grizzled, jaded old man completely. I do have some, you know, I'm glad that my jadedness helps you a little bit. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, my, my hard, tough exterior is very beneficial in some capacities. Thank you. Uh, you guys can find me if, on social media, King Carter, K11NGCARTER. You also can look up the podcast page, Just a Dope Ass Podcast, all one word. Um, we're here on the Good News Network. Download the app so that you can listen to wonderful content such as interviews like this. Um, <laughs> the Good News Network. Yeah, y'all can't see it. I mean, y'all, yeah, y'all see right y'all here. that? Good yeah, news look, radio. Look yeah. for this. Like, put it on the app. We love good news radio. And over find here. it, and then you can listen to all types of content like this. And you can also listen to Just a Dope Ass Podcast. Our page, we're both mental health professional professionals. I'm already a therapist. TJ is finishing his master's to go into psychology. Um, Okay, I know that we're we're both black men in the mental health space, but to make people feel more comfortable about it, we do it in a very laissez-faire way we're not coming to you as black men working in the mental health space you're like no ass and titties and all that other stuff but to show you how it correlates because even something as simple as us talking about sex that also is a mental health component a lot of us don't realize how our mental health struggles or our traumas or our our biases or our trauma like all these things affect how you can react even in something sexually or even how Mm -hmm. you perceive a tv show that you watch all these things are affected by mental health so why do we approach it like we approach being a christian Mm. where i can't do certain things because that's not godly god created everything Mm. 
So I should be able to embrace everything. So that's how we approach the podcast. It's like we're going to talk about everything in a very non-PC way. Um, it's going to be lots of cursing in some capacity. <laughs> some days we don't curse as much. Some days we do curse. Yeah, they some be days, wild and all day. <laughs> Some days we vulgar. Some days we're not. Some days we're just completely silly. Some days we're not. But we always try to tie it into how you can look at it from a mental health approach, especially for black folks, because the the concept of therapy that we have been given up till now has been from a very whitewashed oh, yeah, definitely. perspective. So definitely. we put a little color on it, baby. Yeah. yeah we put, gotta, put, sprinkle a little something on, put a little Lowry's on that thing, right. you know? Got to make it easy to digest. Well, you know, <laughs> all that Lowry's ain't going to make it easy to digest. It's hypertension for us, goddamn. But <laughs> it, it make it taste better. It make it taste better. But the, that's, that's kind of our approach. So um, it may not seem like we're really talking about much from a philosophical standpoint until you go below the surface. A lot right. of a lot of us approach things on a very surface level. For us it's like, nah, dig just a few inches deeper you realize no wait, they're really talking about something. So Right. Yeah. And you can always like I said, if you download the app, we got like a live chat thing and y'all can interact with us in the chat. So if you don't get something or you like, I don't like what you're talking about, you can say that <laughs> and we're gonna see it. And we'll engage with you like we're not we're not selfish people. We wanna talk. So yeah, do that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming. And um, please make sure that you um, follow us on Instagram, double underscore what's good with you. And also su- su- uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. That's right. And um, tune in to this episode. I appreciate all the love that I've been getting on the past couple of episodes. Y'all, we... We're getting a lot more views than normal, and I'm really excited about the growth of this podcast. So I just want to thank the listeners and the people who, you know, listen on their Alexa. Yeah, that's so cool, right? Okay, anyway. Like, share, subscribe. Y'all heard what she said. Don't don't just be peeking and ain't speaking. Like, say comment. Show some love to the YouTube page, y'all. Come on. The same for us. We could use a little love on our YouTube. But for for those that don't understand the algorithms, the liking, the sharing, the commenting, all that helps it grow and it helps people be able to see it. So if you really value the information that you get from this platform or any of our platforms, commenting and liking and subscribing is how you not only help us get seen by more people, but you also help other people get seen by us. So it's important. It's imperative. Exactly. I want to help the people, y'all. Yeah. Okay. We we ain't selfish. We, we, We want people to see us and help us. So like, share, subscribe, and repost. God damn it. <laughs> All right. What's good with you? Bye.